Welcome back to the I Wish You New podcast. My name is Sarah Don Moore, and I am joined by my very special friend, Adam Lane Smith. Adam, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be covering male and female expectations of each other, including in romantic relationships, but also in friendships, because that gets messed up. So really quick, today, our show is brought to you by Rugged Legacy Grooming Supply. Check them out if you want to look great. Sarah, I'm going to ask you a really point blank question up front. It's going to be harsh. People at home are going to get mad. And I love that. Do women have too high of expectations of men today? Like unrealistically high, where men are not capable of meeting it. What do you think? Okay, so this is a complex answer because in short, let me start let me start with yes. <laughs> let me backtrack. Let me backtrack okay. because okay. at first I didn't really know what the answer to this question was. Uh, because I hadn't started working with men yet. You know, mm. I hadn't even gotten to the, the social media space, mm. you know, a couple of years ago, if somebody were to ask me this question, I think I would have answered it differently. I would have said, no, no, dating has just become very hard for, for both people. Mm. But when you start to see some of the women on different podcasts, and it could be a generational thing. So if we, we take the Gen Zs, when you start to see some of the answers, that they give when asked, what are the things that you want out of a man? Mm -hmm. And of course, it's kind of funny to mm -hmm. see this little delusional calculator that some mm -hmm. guys will put out. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, I want, you know, six feet, I want six figures, you know, whatever, whatever other sixes they mm -hmm. can imagine. Mm -hmm. And to see the percentage of men that fulfill that is very very low mm -hmm. so then you have to answer you know, then you have to ask okay well why mm -hmm. why are women expecting this type of man mm -hmm. and i think it goes down and it goes back to the advent of wh wh where do we blame i think the social media i think mm -hmm. apps mm -hmm. i think seeing one of those guys kind of elicits a little bit of that competitive nature in women mm -hmm. saying, oh, well, you know, maybe I can get, I can get that guy. Mm. And then hearing from men, hearing from men saying, you know, I make six figures, but I am five, eight mm -hmm. and I don't get any matches mm -hmm. on Bumble or any of these dating apps. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me as a woman now speaking to men, now hearing from men, now talking to other women as well, and having friends whom I'm at with dinner and they're single and I'm asking them what they want and asking them, you know, what is it that they're looking for in a guy? And they also, so the narrative, right? I'm starting to trace the narrative is all coming together mm -hmm. where they think that this, this type of man is available mm -hmm. to, to all women mm -hmm. and to hear men say that they get absolutely zero pull on any of these dating apps, mm -hmm. it's hard to deny that real unrealistic expectations are are probably factual when it mm. comes to women and their standards. Mm. Why do you think that that is? Oh man, there's three statistics that absolutely haunt me when I think about this topic right here about women's expectations for men. So one is that women are vastly outperforming men in college, in, in 
a lot of areas getting more income. Women have a lot more income. Single women are growing, growing up to be the, the largest demographic now of the market. Everybody's catering to them. Their income's growing up. They also purchase the most. So everything is catering to that. That's the first thing that really haunts me, right? Is that women are, not that women are succeeding, but that they are far outstripping men in most areas with some outlier men, of course, out there that make more money. But by and large, men are getting screwed. Mm-hmm. Number two, is a recent Forbes magazine survey of female executives from around the world. Do you wish your male partner made enough for you to stay at home? Right? Female executives. We all think they're living the dream. Absolutely top. They're at maximum, like perfect level of feminism. You're up there. You're leading the world. 84% of them said, yes, I wish my male partner was making enough for me to stay home. 65% I said, I actively resent my male partner for not making enough for me to stay at home. Now, I've worked with a lot of female executives. They have husbands who are not executive level. They make less. And that resentment for that husband who's now making less than them, coupled with that first statistic, horrible, Mm. horrible. But then there's this third statistic right here, which shows that for every inch that a man is under six feet, he has to make roughly $15,000 extra to try to get the same level of attention from women. So if you're five foot eight, you have to make an extra $60,000 on top just to equal the attractiveness of a six foot tall man. But on the other side of that are men's expectations unrealistic. Are they trying to go for, because there's also other studies that I've seen that that men will swipe on everybody, right? <laughs> yes. Like, let's just see what I can get. Yeah. But then what happens, I believe it was called the Pareto Principle or OK Cupid did some study that mm. looked at, okay, but once they do swipe on all of the women, mm-hmm. then they only message the yeah. prettiest ones. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not, a lot of men don't like to admit this, but you don't hear them say like, yeah, sure. Like I will date a overweight, <laughs> you know, short, pudgy woman mm-hmm. as well. I don't care if she's the waitress, but if she's overweight, mm-hmm. I'm not going to date her either. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that men are really not having unrealistic expectations of themselves either. Because even if they think that, even if they're five, eight and they make six figures, do they still want the most beautiful woman? Do they, are, are they going to date within their league? Now, what's funny is the studies show the research and brain scans of men shows how incredibly visual we are Mm -hmm. so here's something to think about and i don't know if this could be interesting is when they show pornographic images for example to men and to women the male amygdala response is off the charts it explodes the female response it's it's there it exists for some women but men explode and now if we take that and say that's how visually stimulated men are they are overwhelmingly visually stimulated especially when it comes to sex drive when he looks at a woman yeah, he's going to rate visual appeal probably higher than most women will. But what's interesting is those same women who, you know, maybe they're maybe they're a little overweight, maybe they're, you know, 200 pounds overweight. They seem to have the same standards as women who are completely fit and completely everything else. Their visual appeal is there. They seem to six figures, six feet tall, right? Want to stay at home, be a stay at home mom. Oh, so they're, they want to date out of their league. They basically. want to date way out of their league, whereas men want to date pretty reasonably in their league, arguably. Hmm. What do you think? Are men out of their league or are men being reasonable? Again, um, I think that you there's potentially not enough men to go around to fit the expectations. Interesting. But how do we solve that problem? Well, how do we solve the fact that <laughs> men are 
are being outperformed. Well, now that's fascinating because men are 48% of the population. Women are 52% of the population. So yes, there's literally not enough men to go around. But then we take that research and what's really interesting, it's really interesting. The Gen Z, when they look at young adults right now, 60% of men are single. Only about half that number of women are single. So about 70% of women currently in Gen Z are in or in some sort of relationship or identify as being in a situationship even. Hmm. 60% of men are totally single. So not only are there not enough men to go around, who are all those women dating? They're all dating a cluster of men who are dating multiple women is what that's looking like. Now, not every relationship is that way, but it seems to be that those women are clustering up and when we look at dating apps, it shows that they're clustering up on the top 10%. So those top 10% guys are dating five or six different women at the same time, mm. right? Situationships. As a man, I think that that would probably be really frustrating. Understanding how men work, they need to feel as though there's a goal, <laughs> right? Like, what is the point of, right. of getting myself to this place? What is the point of working hard? What is the point if it for what to do? just for accolades, yeah. I think that men need to feel some sort of drive to accomplish oh, yeah. for a family, for a purpose, for a woman that there is in their life. So my fear is that men don't have the an answer. They're just gonna stay at home and continue to play video games because mm. what is the point if they have zero options, mm. if women's standards are so unre unrealistic? And I, and I also kinda wanna talk about how do we, Adam, what are you doing? I'm putting in Rugged Legacy before a shoot so it looks good. <laughs> what is Rugged Legacy? It's grooming supply. It helps my beard look amazing. Oh my gosh, I can smell the masculinity from yeah, here. That's good stuff. <laughs> I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Rugged Legacy. If you are looking for a full line of products, guys, this is the easiest way to spice up your masculinity. They have a full line of products from beard, from oils. It's made in the USA. It is everything that you want from A to B grooming supply. So pick up Rugged Legacy today. How do we get women to see? Because the biological urge is so great. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, all these red pill guys and all the mm -hmm. manosphere will say hypergamy, hypergamy, hypergamy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't necessarily know or believe that women only care about money. I think that women care about providership. Mm -hmm. I think that they want to see a man who has the potential to at least bring home some sort of some sort of income, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whether that whether there's a huge disparity or not. I think people typically date within their socioeconomic status in mm -hmm. general, mm -hmm. but but the resentment I think comes from other places. And men seem to think that it all comes from that one, mm -hmm. right? It's like that all comes from that one place of of money. And if it isn't there, then they're going to become resentful of me. Then they're going to leave me. Then they're mm -hmm. going to take everything. Mm -hmm. But I think where the resentment stems is a woman doesn't mind paying. A woman doesn't mind contributing. But when you aren't contributing from the household perspective, when you aren't leading, when you, when you aren't being masculine, I think that there's this assumption that masculinity has to come with providership. Mm. But where else can a man, if he doesn't make as much money mm. and he and he lets that affect him and he gets insecure about it, where else can he make up for that in other ways? Mm. Do you experience that with some of your clients? Oh, big time. So there's one thing that every woman cares about 
And then there's two split things that different women will care about. So the number one thing every woman cares about, and I hope you can tell me if I'm right or wrong mm -hmm. on this, is safety. 100%. The number one thing women care about is safety. And safety comes from stability. It comes from resources. It comes from the other person being a, a human being worthy of trust. It comes from a variety of places. Now, if we negate, for example, with some women, the ability to trust men, if we say it is impossible for you to ever trust a man, right? I saw a great story on social media just this morning about a woman said, I, I married my husband. We are so happy together. And I just went and I got a great new job. And I'm so happy with my new job. And we went to see my 85-year-old grandmother. And while we were there, I told her, I got a job. It's my dream job. And my husband's working. We're so happy. And grandma took me aside and said, start putting money into a secret account for yourself in case he turns against you someday. Mm. 85. Mm. And the woman was like, my grandmother, oh, yes, girl. She's so fierce. It was such great advice. I'm thinking, this is horrible. Mm. Like this woman's whispering in your ear, telling you to actively plan for your partner to turn against you. And you're like, yes, that is normal. Mm. Women don't feel safe. The vast majority of women do not feel safe with men because they've been raised by multiple generations of women who either weren't safe with men because mm -hmm. men failed them, utterly failed them, or something else catastrophic happened where they felt like all men were garbage. All men were, were evil, right? Mm -hmm. Safety, number one. Women who say, all right, six foot tall, six figures, a lot of that comes down to either safety, right? I want the money, give me the money, start putting money in an account, or they feel safe on their own, so then they split off. There's two other areas where women look for. One group, more healthy women who have more healthy understandings, they're more secure, they're more, more bonded, they had love growing up. They look for connection then, right? Safety's established, now I want to connect with a man. And most men today cannot connect, so they can't satisfy these healthy women. The other group of women is unhealthy women, right, who didn't get love growing up, and they don't have much safety. So they get safety, and then they say, well, connection is unsafe. It's making me vulnerable, but I want to be stimulated. So safety and then stimulation. Be six foot tall. Be this. Do, be, do this. Be hot. Be, and, that's, and, and they just go in that direction for stimulation. And the only thing you're going to get is manipulative guys who know how to stimulate you. So again, women are unsatisfied. I think those women are the ones who create unrealistic standards and are their expectations are way blown out because it's endless stimulation. And now you're, you're, you're demanding every single man on earth compete for constant dopamine binges for you, like compete mm -hmm. with Netflix, compete with your Starbucks coffee loaded with sugar. To make, he has to make you feel better than Starbucks, better than Netflix, better than your, your toy that you keep in your dresser drawer, better than everything else in your life he has to compete against because you're not capable of connection over here. But I think that those guys are finding those women, like a lot of guys are, are dating those women and those are the guys in my comments mm. that will say, no, all they care about is money. Yeah. All they care about is this. All they care about is that. Like they yeah. don't see the other. There's these two, right? You like these two types of women, and they don't see that these other women want the connection, or they mm. don't know how to connect. That's it. So they get so frustrated, and they they, they give up, and they say it's it's worthless. I'm yeah. not I'm not interested in women. I can't do yep. this. They also feel that 
they have to put in all the work yeah. that they become, well, what do you bring to the table? What do you need to know about men? It's so true. I, and I feel for Gen Z guys, because the game seems to be become a paycheck and also be an endless source of emotional fun and support for her and get nothing, not even sex in return, no cooking, no cleaning, no comfort, no femininity, nothing, get nothing in return for the privilege of having a woman who lives in your house. And that's what a lot of Gen Z guys are like, no, I'll play Xbox. Smoking weed and Xbox sounds more fun than that because at least I'm not a slave. Yeah. And that's where a lot of guys are at right now. So the goal, I guess, is to teach and to talk to men about emotionally understanding how to emotionally connect. True. Um, I remember, I remember a, I worked for a big, big, big company in the Northeast and there were many women that were very successful, mm -hmm. making six figures, doing very well for themselves, went to Ivy League colleges. Mm -hmm. uh, one in particular, a very good friend of mine, and she was the breadwinner, just kept rising through the ranks. And she was very, very happily married mm -hmm. to, a school, to a man who was a school teacher. Mm -hmm. And she said the one thing, Sarah, that that it never, it never got in the way mm -hmm. because he, he didn't let it get in the way. Mm. He would still come home, mm -hmm. still command respect. Mm -hmm. He was incredibly passionate about his career. Mm. Um, he was educated. Mm -hmm. He was thoughtful. He was communicative. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just said, it, it, it's not even, it doesn't even come up in our conversations because he brings so many attributes to the relationship. There we go. And I think that's what men are missing is the fact that you are, it's almost a limiting belief on your side mm -hmm. that is holding you back and you're thinking that you are not good enough, you're not providing enough for mm -hmm. her. And they over they overweight mm -hmm. the financial, right? If you're looking at a pie graph, it's, it's men think 90% of their worth is coming from their career and from the, how much monetarily they mm -hmm. are providing, mm -hmm. but, but connecting and a woman, from a woman's perspective, that resentment that she feels after five, eight, ten years of you all not providing, but then also not providing the emotional support, mm -hmm. that starts to starts to pile on when she comes home from a really difficult day mm -hmm. and the laundry still hasn't been done. Mm -hmm. When she comes home from a really difficult meeting and you're sitting there waiting to be fed mm -hmm. when she comes, you know, when there's consistent mm -hmm. situations and actions that you're taking when she is going to work and being also a man in the relationship, but you are still expecting her to fulfill mm -hmm. certain gender roles because that's how you may have saw when you were growing up or seen. So I think that it, we are in a different time and, after 10, 15, even five years of that happening, yes, a woman will build a very deep resentment. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you have seen that with couples. <laughs> oh, all the time. So I think what you're talking about, I think, is masculinity, right? Men need to be masculine because if they're not, that woman won't have safety. She has to create her own, right? A female executive, she's not necessarily creating her own safety with all that money. 
that money can help. That's one kind of safety. But what about all the other types of safety she has? Emotional safety, right? Mm-hmm. Her life safety, her safety in the home, and she hears a, a noise in the middle of the night. There's so many other pieces of safety that masculinity is supposed to provide. Mm-hmm. Let's define masculinity here because people always get on my case about this. Masculinity is the absolute embracing of responsibility for the safety of those around you. That is masculinity, right? Femininity, it's not that they don't, it's not that you don't keep somebody safe, but it's the nurturing of the people around you. That's feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Masculinity is the safety, the responsibility for safety. So a male school teacher, right? She was going out in the world and hunting. She was a huntress, right? It's awesome. Great. You know, cool. There's been times in my marriage where my wife has made more money than I did. Not now, but there's been times where she did. The difference was the different kinds of safety I brought to the marriage during that time. She didn't walk in as the man. I was the man. I stayed that way. Sounds like that school teacher. He was probably very masculine. Mm -hmm. That's what men are missing. But you also probably still had self-respect. Absolutely. You, You didn't. I think what men sometimes do is right the extrinsic value that they think that money brings to them they're yeah. anchored their their oh, yeah. self-respect is anchored oh, yeah. to that oh yeah and they say well because women anchor it to you know they again they give here's what i think masculinity is from a female perspective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can tell me the absence of masculinity is giving your power away to out things outside of yourself abandoning responsibility abandoning yeah. responsive aban- so it's like if i'm in my masculine or if a man shows up and he is not letting his income get in the way he still has self-respect he still has boundaries mm-hmm. if she is if she is has bad behavior mm-hmm. he says don't talk to me like that Correct. you know i'm going to i'm not afraid right. to lose you i am you know my, my money does not define me yep. and that having that type of structure that type of attitude that type of demeanor is very sexy Mm -hmm. and you're going to attract a woman Mm -hmm. who respects that and who wants that and who values that connection that that intrinsic value that you have for yourself versus the cars and the money and i think unfortunately with the culture that we're in right now you know just the west in general america mm-hmm. um i think that we are some of the manosphere some of the the mm-hmm. internet some of the, the messages that we're seeing that we're giving to men mm-hmm. we are not showing them the true essence of masculinity same goes for women i don't think that we are right. uh, we're, we're failing women and you are right i would say from a personal experience and from many women that i know mm-hmm. the generational gap of fathers hurting our mothers and seeing our mothers that didn't necessarily have the education that we have yeah. didn't have the opportunities um our mothers then told us we don't want to see you go through what we went through. Mm -hmm. We want to prevent you from that. So Mm -hmm. that's where all of this is coming from. Go get your education. Don't be left to fend for yourself if there's any type of a situation where you need to get out. Money brings you freedom. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the message that we were that we have been got have gotten over the past 20 years. And I think this is a key point right here is men and women today, millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, who's coming next. All of us are paying for the sins of our fathers, (laughs) right? The men who failed, the men who ran away from responsibility. 
generations back. It has echoed down through the lines. Women are desperately trying to make themselves safe. Men are now afraid to become masculine. They're afraid to do what they need to do. This is not to kick men while they're down at all. That is not the goal of this episode. So watching this, please don't feel like we're kicking you. I'm with you. This is an opportunity. Men talk all the time. Red pill circles. Be a top 10% man. You know, to do that, you need money and to be jacked and to be rude. Basically, basically teach. I think it's this. To be a top 10% man, you need to step into the responsibility in your life in the way that our ancestors did not. In the way that our fathers and forefathers did not. Step into your responsibility first for yourself. Mm. Like you said, self-respect, boundaries, claiming your stake in this world, not letting people push you around and, and, and women who are not what you want telling you that you are not worthy of them and that you have to do X, Y, and Z and jump through these hoops to make them joy. No, no, no. Be a man for yourself. And then the world will respond to that because there's so few men today being authentically masculine mm -hmm. in that role. Be that for yourself. And then women, I believe, and I've seen it, will respond to that. What do you think? I think that women, though, also have to play their part in this role Absolutely. as well. And I just I keep going back to my foundation, which was my godparents. Mm. They had nothing, mm -hmm. right? They had zero. He was a lawyer. She was a speech pathologist. And she dated on potential. Mm. <laughs> she saw his potential. Mm. And I don't think women nowadays, women again are being told to not date on potential because dating on potential mm. is too risky. Right. So getting involved with a man who potentially hasn't truly made it yet or hasn't really gotten to the six figures or where he where she thinks that he can go or where he thinks he can go but you hear time and time again stories of women who stood by who supported mm -hmm. such as yourself mm -hmm. look, at, look at your wife i mean Absolutely. the stories you hear from multi-million dollar men and i'm not saying that you have to be that i'm just saying in general even if he wants to be a teacher, supporting him to his next promotion or, mm -hmm. or believing in him, showing him different sorts of appreciation, that might mean that you make dinner for three or four nights a week and, and promote him working more hours so yeah. that he can feel oh, yeah. good about himself. I mean, there needs to be some sort of cooperation when it comes to women. So here's a question, and I love that. I love that. Here's a question, though. It's a man's job to help a woman feel safe first. I, I think that's the case, right? I agree with you. It's a man's job to step up first and create that authentic masculinity for safety. Once a woman has what she needs to feel safe, what is her obligation to respond? Where do you, where do you see a woman's obligation? If a man mm -hmm. is first, mm -hmm. a lot of guys are out there saying, yeah, but I'm going to be first, then second, then third, then fourth, then fifth, then sixth, and she's waiting 20 years before I can pay her a million-dollar alimony yeah. kind of thing. What is a woman's obligation once a man has provided that safety? What yeah. do you see there? Yeah, I think it comes really, really naturally, to be honest, for a woman. So as a leader, mm -hmm. right, typically leaders 
leaders go first. Mm -hmm. Leaders are always the first into battle. Good leaders, leaders are always good leaders yeah. are the ones who are, you know, putting themselves on the line to show their troops and and their teams that they are willing to fall on the sword. Sure. So when it comes to a woman feeling safe, if she sees that in a man, um, sees that she, that he is loyal, mm -hmm. that there doesn't have to be a fear of him stepping out mm -hmm. or infidelity, mm -hmm. um, that there isn't any type of a fear of, uh, yeah, he has wondering eyes or, mm -hmm. you know, there's a transparency, there's honesty, there's a plan, right? Mm -hmm. When he says there's a plan in place, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm, this is my goal of how I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. This is where I need your support, mm -hmm. where men can be more vocal mm -hmm. and saying and asking. And then when a woman sees that you have a plan, then for her, safety is all about information for women. So the more information that they have, right, versus this like nebulous, all of these things, like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I think he's gonna do this. I think this is gonna happen. I think this is gonna happen. I think this is the direction. Yeah. I think this is the direction that we're going. Yeah. That can be, that can make a woman be very anxious sure. right because she she doesn't know she sure. so the more information that you can give her then she will go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna step into this i'm going to support him for you know a certain number of how however much time i'm gonna mm -hmm. give him and then mm -hmm. if i feel unsafe again i'm gonna check in again sure. i'm going to ask more questions i'm going okay. to trust she has to also not project her past trauma mm -hmm. or any type of um, trauma that she has with men in her life from sure, the past, right? Sure. Like she has to heal that portion of herself okay. and show up, show up in a nurturing, okay. kind, appreciative way. Okay. Um, what I tell women is if you want to see a man rise, if you want to see him step into leadership, positive reinforcement you've mm -hmm. got to tell him every once in a while i'm so proud of you mm -hmm. i am so proud of your accomplishments mm -hmm. i am so lucky to be with you mm -hmm. because loyalty is so important for men just as it is for women mm -hmm. but that loyalty and that is the thread that he will just he will want to conquer the world for you when he when he feels that so what i'm hearing i heard three things there and i loved them three things that women should be doing if mm -hmm. a man establishes masculine safety for her mm -hmm. what's cool is if he does that she's not dating on potential anymore she's dating on fact yes if he is, is if his authentic masculinity and vision are established no longer potential fact yeah then you have a plan moving forward women are very practical investors and i love that about women that's true so three things then that they need to respond with is what you just said number one clear and honest communication right if she's not feeling good she's not feeling right she's concerned she needs to check in with him and and furthermore sorry to interrupt but mm -hmm. then when she does check in calm down with the defensives yeah don't, don't be defensive I just explain in a calm way I hear you. you know because a lot of men will get well don't you believe in me don't you this sure nope just calm okay sure. keep going i love that that's so that's what men <laughs> that's the third level that's good so men need to be authentically masculine and create safety first women then need to reply with honest direct communication about concerns they need to reply with what you said, not letting their past traumas and suspicions of men, right? So reasonable emotional responses, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They need to be emotionally reasonable for men. And number three, they need to be nurturing in that relationship, feminine. 
Yes. If he brings the masculine, you have to bring the feminine. You can't just show up nothing. You can't show up like a princess to be pampered. Yes. And then what you said, level four, level the next third level is men need to then reply by maintaining that safety, right? I think of uh, the Greek mythology of the uh, Cassandra, the prophetess. She was cursed to always see the future perfectly and no one would ever believe her. Yeah. And when I have female coaching clients come in with wildly successful husbands who will not listen to them, that's one of the biggest things that haunts them. They have millions in the bank and multiple houses and they're talking about divorce. And he says, I will give you two houses and all this land and $3 million. And that's not what she wants. She wants to be taken seriously and be able to advise and give that feminine energy to him. And he's blocking it. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting piece. Three layers of what the expectations are. Men start, women respond in a deep way, and then men must continuously be worthy of it. And the last part, I don't know if we're on number five go or for it. whatever, yeah, go for it. Go for it. part we're on, a woman also has to have faith. Ah, faith in what? Faith in his leadership. She mm. can't be questioning at every single step sure. and i and i understand i'm not perfect in that i sure, understand sure. Where, where i've where i have you know made mistakes in that but it's it's she has to give the relationship time and mm -hmm. room mm -hmm. to grow in that trust mm -hmm. because if he feels as though if they're if he's always being questioned if he is always being <clears throat> pressured or mm. um, questioned in his leadership decisions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then that will also start to erode his trust mm -hmm. in the relationship and the, and, and the fact that, can this woman trust me? Yes. Can this woman give me that? Now, let's be careful with our language here, because okay. you're right, you're right. No, you're right. Um, but I can already hear the women at home. I am allowed to ask questions. I will not be <laughs> silent. And you're right. Questioning. What's interesting here. And I, maybe this is a male-female disconnect. Questions are fine. My wife asks me questions all the time. At questioning for clarity, that's a woman's job. Yeah. If my wife didn't ask me questions, like, Adam, um, Adam, what are we doing over here? What's your thought over here? Why is this happening? Can you help me understand? What are we doing here? What are your thoughts on this, right? Beautiful. I'm happy when my, ask, when my wife asks me those questions. Challenging. Mm. Questioning and challenging, the challenging is what needs to stop. Mm. Because if he has proven worthy of that trust, but you continuously challenge, massive disrespect, spitting in his face. 100%. And, and on the flip side, since we're going back mm -hmm. male and Let's female. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I would say in order to diffuse that when it comes to a woman if you feel you know if you start to feel mm -hmm. like you're getting defensive or there's something that's coming up for you as a man sure the way to defuse that is to stop and ask a woman what is it that you need to feel safe right now oh, i love that one what is it that there what is it that you're missing what information can i give you that will allow you to feel safe yes and just let her talk that is so and, and that i love that question because when men learn to do that right my coaching guys when i tell them okay your wife is angry at you all the time and and, and she's always scared and responding weird and has, has paranoia have you ever stopped and exactly like you just said have you ever stopped and said hey what do you need from me right now to feel safe what do you not know so i can tell you and when they do that it's amazing how all of a sudden women can become so calm and peaceful and ready because they don't feel like they have to pull out a knife and dig out of your chest what the answers are and figure that out they can ask you mm -hmm. when you create that clarity for women and that safety 
back mm-hmm. to safety. When she can get her answers and believe them, all of a sudden the most unreasonable woman becomes very kind and very understanding. Again, I think it goes back to the core wounds sometimes of a lot of women. And whether that's generational, whether that's societal, whether that is, you know, the types of men that she has been around or that she's dated yeah. from evolutionary perspective, women yes. have always been searching for safety. And yes. just as a man's drive to procreate is there, yeah. right? And, and that is a drive that a lot of women will never understand. The drive for safety and security is a drive that I don't think men can really truly comprehend at that level that women need that reassurance. At a at a consistent on a consistent basis. Yeah, I think I think you're probably hitting something very true. So I have a good friend, very very good friend. He's a Russian man, um, and he's moved to the United States ever since. And that's one thing he talks to me a lot about is how the women here feel completely unsafe, and none of the men quite recognize that. But he's and he's been very fascinated. Is whenever whenever you provide that safety for women, they love you. Respect you. They respect you. They respect you. They'll do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And the men, I think, today who complain endlessly, my, my friend has it right, they, they have no idea. And like you just said, they have no idea how important safety is to women. Mm-hmm. It's the number one thing you can provide. And when you do, they grow. Yeah. It's like a business. I, I want to give an analogy here. When you're starting a business, you have to put so much more work <laughs> than you would imagine oh, yeah. when that business is is stable right but first six months first year first 18 months like this is hell yeah hell. you are just putting so much time so much work and it feels like it'll never end and it feels like you it'll feel never end yeah. with a woman you have to front load yeah. the safety yeah, you, you have to front load all the information that she needs yeah, you do. and you know once once she's there once it's stable once the once the things are rolling and the business is working and everybody's consistent and knows what to expect and knows that they're going to be down months knows that there's going to be up months she will feel yeah okay he put in that time in the beginning yeah. he told me what to expect now i can kind of relax a little bit Absolutely. so men it, it's not it's not never ending because no. again i sometimes i think it feels never ending for them it's like oh my gosh when will she just trust me when will <laughs> she be loyal to me when will she just relax into yeah. this oh, yeah. and it's like men front load it now there are certain situations though that it's not going to work there are certain situations where you can do everything in your power absolutely and if a woman has not chosen to take responsibility and and heal herself and understand that she has to get safety from other places as well that's why i think it's so important for women to have different social circles they you know to have a support system outside Mm -hmm. of their man Mm -hmm. because she can't go to him all the time she has to reach out and and get that comfort from her family from her parents from whatever other men mm-hmm. and that might bring us to another subject as far as male and female friendships but um mm-hmm. you know there are other potentially she has a a pastor at church that she can go to that will provide that type of safety whether she's godly or spiritual i'm just saying like we can't put it on our spouse or on our boyfriends or on our partners mm-hmm. to provide us for all of our safety women have a huge responsibility here because women many of them Many of them are doing their best, but some of them are walking disasters. 
who will never feel safe no matter what a man does. He could hand her $20 million in cash. He could sign a contract that he will never breathe in another woman's direction. He can do anything and everything on earth, buy her a private island surrounded by snipers and alligators to protect her. And she still won't feel safe because she woke up on the left side of the bed today instead of the right side of the bed. And women have got to do their work. Mm-hmm. They have got to do their work where they are reasoned. Like you said, they can have honest and direct communication with men and have those reasonable discussions where their emotions are not completely out of control. Do men need to provide some level of stability and safety? Yes. Women tend to be more emotional thinkers. So they're going to go off in the emotional directions more. Men are more logical thinkers. Typically, typically this is a male brain. So yes, we're going to have to bear the brunt of bringing her back sometimes Mm -hmm. and doing that. Yes, we will. Women must be able to be guided. They yeah. must be able to trust. If she's pathologically incapable of trusting, bro, there's there's no way on earth you're going to be able to take care of that woman. Yeah, never. Y- never. And I, I remember seeing a TikTok about this woman. And I did a stitch on it. She said, you know, he's if he's actively... Um, activating my anxious attachment style mm-hmm. or my atta- attachment wounding, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Guys, the biggest lie that you are told that wrecks your dating life is to just be yourself. You should be told to be the best version of yourself. And that means grooming yourself more carefully. Rugged Legacy Grooming Supplies has all the things that you need to be the best version of yourself. I think that's a little bit misplaced. Yeah. I think that you have to take responsibility for your safety Correct. as a woman as well. And that, you know, nobody nobody activates your Correct. attachment style that you don't let activate Correct. your attachment style. I have a metal detector that also detects <laughs> plastic and clothing and skin and air. And if anyone walks through it and it detects metal, I will shoot them on the spot. That's what those women are saying. Yeah, but that's a, I, I believe that that is a bit of a, a protection, a, a coping mechanism, um, yeah. a way to protect themselves from being vulnerable. Sure. Because I'm going to nitpick. I'm going oh, yeah. to judge. I'm going to, if you fail in this one area, you know, you, you create... Uh, mistrust or a lack of safety Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm not going to have faith in you no it's just because you just didn't have faith in your father correct or any type of a man so you don't know what it is (laughs) you're projecting that onto your partner those are the hardest female clients that i have come in is where their father has utterly failed them he was so avoidant and create and and rejected all responsibility for his daughter in pretty much everywhere except cash Mm. right once in a while i would throw cash at her um those women they have no ability to feel safe so they walk into a relationship and the guy says hey you know what i think we can go to this restaurant tonight instead of that other one and she goes what is that supposed to mean and she freaks out about everything those are the female clients that sign up with me they pick up like a 10 session package and then they they very slowly every month what they come in for one they save up the things their boyfriend has said that made them freak out and they say should i leave him for these things and we go through list by list moment by moment okay is this worth leaving him for well here's here's how you can have to your point a direct and honest conversation with him that is also being reasonable on your part to get back to your feminine energy which which alarms matter if you have 800 alarms and 60 of them are going off which ones actually tell you he's not safe let's talk about that 
Now let's talk about, okay, here's what to do. Here's how to talk to him about it. Here's how to see if he's real or not. Here's the responses. It's amazing when those women come back and say, okay, Adam, that's great. I'm going to do And they take like three pages of notes. I'm going to do this. And they go and they have a meeting with him and he goes, okay, another one of these. All right, let's do it. And they go in and she reads her three pages of concerns. And he's like, okay, uh-huh. Yep. And then the women write me an email with a blow by blow bullet point list of how their conversation went and how he responded to each line. Mm -hmm. And if he rolled his eyes or if he took a breath or if he gave her a hug and, and I'm like, okay, how do you feel at the end of this? Well, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Did he, did he resolve your concerns? Yeah. Did he take care of your, your feelings? Yeah. Did you feel taken seriously? Yes. Then he's probably a good match for you. Oh, thank you, Adam. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. Yeah. A month later, I hear from them again. Same thing, but yeah. they you get know, better. They you know what in. I want to say to that, Adam? Please go. Oh, and go this off. is going to piss off go a off. lot of people. Go off. <laughs> oh. Sometimes women need to not talk to other women. No. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the wounds of our mothers mm -hmm. are not good for us. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of women make this mistake mm -hmm. is they will go to another woman mm -hmm. who also has the same wounding, mm -hmm. who also doesn't believe in men inherently has been hurt by men right. and they will try and get advice. And what is that woman going to say? Yeah, it's a Girl, your stand, raise your standards, raise your standards. Yeah. It's all the things, all the things. Yeah. So my, my, my suggestion to the, to the ladies is, be very careful yes. who you get advice from. Absolutely. You want, you know, and for me, it was my godmother. I had a very, I had amazing women around me who had shown that they had gone through difficult times with their husbands or, you know, they were women in the faith. Yes. They were women that had, had healed their own wounds with men yes. who had, who had healthy relationships. Yes. Ladies do not continue to perpetuate your own trauma by going to other women who have this similar, have similar trauma, Correct. find a male therapist, find a male coach, come yeah. to someone like me who has healed themselves, yes. who understands male nature and, and can kind of decode things for you because you will never have a thriving relationship with a man if you are getting advice from women who have not healed themselves either. No, it's it's like a guy who says, I want to have a loving wife and kids and a great marriage. I'm going to watch Andrew Tate for three hours a day and do exactly what he tells me to do, right? If all the men in your life say, don't trust women, they're terrible, you know, treat her like crap, she loves that, he's going to be, he's going to be terrible. But women at home... They're listening to this advice and they're, and they're saying like, no, I should be able to talk to other women. Yes. Women who are not going to destroy you because of their own trauma. Absolutely. Otherwise, what's going to happen? You're going to link up to a woman who is going to create a nasty echo chamber of terror in your brain. It's going to go back to that story earlier, right? Hey, I got a job. I went and told my grandmother and she told me to start putting money aside, secretly locking money away from my partner for when he betrays me someday. Mm. Right. I had a, yeah. I'll tell you a horrible secret, terrible secret in my marriage. Okay. I'll tell you a story about a good woman, but a terrible secret. My grandmother did the same thing to me. Mm. So I took my wife one time to go see my grandmother. She had been through two terrible divorces with men who had treated her like crap. And my grandmother and I didn't get along terribly well because she didn't like men very much. She's deceased now. God, God rest her soul. But this is why I'm telling the story. I took my wife over to see my grandmother. 
I did all this work for her, and, and I, was, I was trying to take care of my grandmother. I went to get lunch. I went to pick up lunch for them. And while they were sitting there, my wife was sitting there, and my grandmother said, I like Adam, but be aware that men will eventually turn on you. So I hope that you are putting money aside for yourself. Same thing. I hope you're putting money aside because men will eventually turn on you. Mm. My grandmother told my wife this. Mm. Now, on the ride home, my wife said, I just want you to know, <laughs> this is what your grandmother told me. And I was, I was like, my, gra my grandmother? Why? Mm. But that's that wound. That's that generational wound of men who have failed. Yeah. So, guys, number one, find yourself a woman who will come back and tell you <laughs> when yes. someone else is, is whispering poison in her ear. But number two, ladies, be so careful. Yeah about the people who are advising you because you you are point number point number two out of three that sarah has given you great point sarah very great points you are responsible for your emotional stability in the relationship to be reasonable with him because he cannot fight against your internal trauma your internal inability to trust or the women you are bringing in to poison your heart he is not responsible for that and cannot fight against that yeah yeah and be careful be careful who you surround yourself with on both on both ends male and female mm -hmm. if you are looking for mentorship if you want to create a just like with any business just like with any if you're starting a business you're not going to go to somebody who has failed no. at starting businesses or or at least you're going you're going to protect yourself your relationship and check it check it against fact mm -hmm. don't let it ruminate don't just think on it and not check it against someone find people within your community make friends with people have a discussion with them and say am i being am i being unreasonable am i overreacting am i doing these certain things that might right. be questioning him too much that mm -hmm. might be contributing to conflict mm -hmm. take accountability mm -hmm. and take it women men will say all the time why can't women take accountability mm -hmm. that's a whole other podcast in itself so but. right in there if you ask am i being unreasonable and somebody instantly says yes or instantly says no don't ever ask them for advice again because mm. what they should say is what I tell my coaching clients, probably what you tell your coaching clients. Well, let's figure that out. That should be the answer. Yeah. Am I being unreasonable? Well, let's figure that out. Yeah. Because that's that that's too ultimate. That's too black and white. Yeah. That's too ultimatum-ish. That tells me a lot about that other there person. Are so many variables at play here that we need to discuss. Yeah. And number one is have you talked to the other person about these concerns yet? Yes. If no, you are abandoning your responsibility yeah. to clear and honest direct communication. And I think this is probably our last point out of, I don't know how many we've had, seven, oh, eight, nine, or 10. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> um, comparison is the thief of, a thief of joy, right? Oh, yeah. So comparing your relationship to someone else's, what might work for them mm -hmm. is not going to work for you. What you ask someone else and the advice that they give you, remember that that's, that's one person. This is a container, right? Mm -hmm. You have to really get a good variety of people that are in your life that that way you can get different perspectives mm -hmm. stay curious you know don't be judgmental understand to do your own work before you are bringing all of this other stuff into the relationship you have to heal yourself you have to understand what misguided information that might be driving you to make certain decisions mm -hmm. or that might be contributing to you know the demise of your relationships or you questioning certain things like you you really have to start 
with asking yourself first, why am I feeling this way? What's happening within me? Let me understand why. Then let me go to that person. Then let me go to my partner. And, you know, a lot of people will just go there first. Like, you give me the answer. Why are you making me feel this way? It's like, no, 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 let's step back. Mm -hmm. Why am I feeling this way so that I can communicate that? Mm -hmm. And let's see if we can figure this out together. Right. What do you think about that? Absolutely. You need to be questioning the feelings that you have because feelings are stupid. I, I mean, Says the man. And I, mean, I, mean, I mean that with all honesty. I mean, I was a therapist for years and now I'm a coach and, and I teach people to, to listen to their feelings, but feelings are just information. Yeah. And they're transient. It, and they are. It's, it's an indicator on your dashboard. It's check engine, right? It's, you know, tire pressure low. Now I've been driving my van, my minivan for the last couple of weeks, the tire pressure thing is on because one of the chips is faulty. I've che I checked those tires all the dang time and they're, they're great, but the indicator is always on that the mm -hmm. tire pressure is wrong because the chip is faulty. Mm -hmm. So check your chips, people. Check yeah. your feelings. Yeah. Check them with reality. Hey, I'm having this feeling. Can we talk about it? If yeah. the other person says, no, I don't care about your feelings. Well, that's a problem. If the other person says, yeah, let's explore that. Well, what's making you feel that way? I'm not sure. Figure it out. You yeah. might discover that the problem's a chip in your head. Yeah. And and self-soothe. Self-soothe before sometimes. And then sometimes when you do that, the feeling dissipates. And you go, oh, actually, this wasn't really a problem in Correct. the first place. Like, I, as a woman, I the best advice I can give to women is take care before you bring it to the surface, mm -hmm. try and self-soothe before the feelings, our feelings are transient. Mm -hmm. If it's just information that you need, get the information. Yep. But then a lot of times the feeling will dissipate Absolutely. if you just kind of address it and then also find other healthier ways. But Absolutely. when it comes to, I mean, a lot of women do have that anxious attachment style. So sure. they look to self-regulate well, with their man yeah. and sometimes we have to heal we have to heal that part and even of just co-regulating because you happen to need it my wife and you know, i've been married we've been married for 15 years and every month there's a day or two where she says i'm upset today probably for no reason i don't and i say do you want to talk about it no because they're probably wrong feelings and she says but i do need a hug and I say, great. Yep. Come here and let me give you a hug. And if it's still a, a problem in a couple of days, let's definitely talk about it. She says, okay. Yeah. And a couple of days go by and I say, do we need to talk about anything? She says, no, I'm actually very happy. Those were dumb feelings. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. I love that. The best boyfriend I had was a guy who said, do you just, do you, you want me to hold you mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. And yep. there, there is something about that containment yeah. that sometimes that's all a woman needs. Safety. Safety. Yeah, love it. Well, amazing conversation, Adam. <laughs> I think that we got into quite a bit. Um, we covered we covered all sorts of things. So, what do you think that we can leave the audience with to take away with? What are what are a couple points that we can summarize the conversation with? Men, as much as it sucks, I'll talk to the men if you want to talk yeah, to women sure. after this. Men, as much as it sucks that you're the one that has to take the step forward when you're already starving, you're already tired, you're already kicked around. If you want your life to change, you have to step into your authentic masculine self. For you, number one, not for women, but for you. And when you do that, good women will respond. Doesn't matter if you're five foot eight. Doesn't matter if you're eight feet tall. One of the most successful men I know with women is five foot two, actually. 
and he was That's successful awesome. way before he hit six figures in income but it was who he was it was his masculinity it was his, just like you couldn't be in a room with him without knowing his masculinity and he made you feel that he was in command in a good way in that room servant leadership so guys don't be afraid to become masculine be you for you and women will respond and that's what you should expect then is for them to respond once you have fulfilled your obligation for safety and masculinity sarah over to you what do you think women should walk away from this episode with i think the greatest toxic advice that women have been given throughout the years throughout history is if he wanted to he would mm. The assuming that he knows how you feel, assuming that he knows how to fix the problem, assuming or, or placing a toxic expectation of him to fix a problem that he doesn't even know is a problem. Correct. Ladies, you got to stop doing that. You have to step into your communication and be the leader. You know, we talk about women being emotionally more capable or emotionally more mature uh, what society says mm -hmm. right having mm -hmm. a higher emotional eq mm -hmm. well then we have to show leadership in that area mm -hmm. because sometimes men aren't as articulate when it comes to their feelings for whatever reason mm -hmm. and we have to show them a little bit more patience a little bit more grace mm -hmm. and when it comes to our communication of what we need I think that if women were much more communicative on sharing what they needed, a man would 100% step into that if he knew that he wasn't gonna get punished on the other side of that. Yeah. So my advice to ladies is don't be afraid of the outcome mm -hmm. because nine times out of 10, he will want to meet that need. Yeah. And if he doesn't, and that's good information for you to have. Oh, yeah. If he can't make you feel safe and he doesn't want to step into that role, mm -hmm. then you're going to find out. But resentment, holding it in, you know, not giving a man the benefit of the doubt that he has good intentions, that's all going to lead to the demise of your relationship. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's not going to serve, that doesn't serve you in any way, shape, mm -hmm. or form. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, communicate and you know the expectations are a little bit a little bit much mm -hmm. a little bit out of control mm -hmm. right now you know so give a guy a chance mm -hmm. let the attraction build a little bit even if he's five eight five seven <laughs> whatever that five, is two, but you really know you're, you're wearing heels you know a couple times a month like get, give me a break mm -hmm. here you know mm -hmm. like nobody's wearing heels in the bedroom so um give that give that guy a chance mm. and i think what you'll find on the other side of that is a man that will worship the ground that you walk on often yeah very good okay all right well thank you for being here with us today on the i wish you knew podcast again brought to you by rugged legacy grooming supplies if you want to look good check them out sarah thank you for being here today sarah wait where can they find you Sure. They can find me at saradonmore.com. I actually have a course called Mastering Modern Love, which talks about female and male mm -hmm. dynamics specifically mm -hmm. and how to navigate some of these difficult conversations and mm -hmm. these perceptions that we have from the from the masculine and the feminine. So also, Adam, where can we find you? Yeah, I am at adamlanesmith.com. I offer coaching there. I help a lot of men step into that authentic masculinity by overcoming the insecurities that keep them from from doing it that makes them feel inadequate makes them feel like an imposter when they do try to step into that masculinity so you need help check me out adamlaysmith.com i'm also attachment adam on youtube attachment adam on instagram i'm here to help
Thank you so much for joining us. This is the I Wish You Knew podcast, and we look forward to seeing you on the next one.